Welcome to the perfume room. Today, my scent of the day is not a spray or an oil. It is a hand cream and it is Rose 31 Lotion by Lilabo. For some reason, I already feel uncomfortable that I have said cream and lotion within the first 10 seconds of the episode. Some inside intel, I got this cream because the Fairmont Hotel in Santa Monica exclusively stocks their bathrooms with Lilabo Rose 31 products. Basically, two years ago, I stayed there for three nights, and every day I would put all of their products in my bag, and every day housekeeping would come and restock them. We had this amazing mutual understanding, sort of like a don't ask, don't tell agreement, to the point that now, two years later, I took enough of their products that I'm still using them. Fairmont Hotel. Take home your own Lilabo Apothecary. Today's perfume juice is on the brand Chorus. You may know them as a skincare brand, but they also carry perfume and today is actually a rave. I just think Chorus has a really well-made product that is also incredibly affordable. Their full bottle EDTs retail for $48. So they actually sent me three of their 2020 launch perfumes, including Apothecary Wild Rose, Cashmere Kumquat, and Saffron Oris. I have to say all three were just like baseline, good quality, well-made fragrances, but the one that really stuck out to me, and not just because of its fun name, was Cashmere Kumquat. For all my Moogler alien stands out there, this one is for you. Immediately when I sprayed it, I thought of Alien because the jasmine note is so similar, but I would say the main difference is that this one is also balanced out with some notes of cashmere, vanilla, you have some orange and kumquat in the opening that give it this nice sort of soft but fresh bright citrus, and it just feels a little bit like a softer version of Alien. If Alien is an ET, then cashmere kumquat is a homebody. And they are sponsors of this podcast. I'm going to give you guys the exclusive Perfume Room discount code a little bit later. Patience is a virtue. Today's TikTok question of the day is actually very relevant to the episode, and it comes from Fugazi, who wants me to review the Boy Smells Discovery set. So actually, with our guest today, Jake Cornell, who I will get to in a second, we do review the Discovery set. But let me just give you guys my quick hot takes. So I will say, on the blotters, I loved almost all of them. On my skin, I didn't necessarily like how they wore as much, but the one that I liked the most of the Discovery set was Violet Ends, and I think second place would be Tantrum. In this episode, Jake describes Violet Ends as opening in sort of like a smoky mezcal way, and I think that's spot on. It's smoky, but it has a hint of sweetness. It's a little bit musky, and then Tantrum is very vegetal. It's very green. Think being inside a greenhouse. You smell sort of like grassy, plant-like notes, and it's just very refreshing with some really nice citrus to balance it out. Today's guest is none other than your favorite TikTok comedian, Jake Cornell. Jake is an actor and comedian. You might have seen him performing with his house team on Herald Night at UCB, or maybe you've seen him on College Humor, MTV News, or Logo TV. Jake was my first ever live guest, and we had such a blast. We talk about the smells of his childhood, of his loved ones, how his experience working in the restaurant industry has shaped his fragrance knowledge. We also discuss a nasal trauma that Jake has luckily overcome. But the funnest part of this podcast is that I give Jake a live perfume consultation. We smell like 25 different fragrances. And at the end of the episode, Jake walks away with a new signature scent. I could listen to how Jake experiences fragrances all day. And it's so fun listening to his first impressions versus what he thinks after I tell him what the actual notes in each scent are. Let's not waste a moment more of your time. On to the episode. 
Welcome to the Perfume Room. Today is our first ever live episode. I am here with Jake Cornell. Jake, how are you doing? I'm great. It's so nice to be not doing a podcast over Zoom. <laughs> I know. I know. This is. Cr- I was like, wait, we could record this in person, and um, my heart fluttered. I know. I'm so excited to get to like. I, it would have been so sad to just talk about scents and not get to smell them. So I'm really right. excited we get to do that. Well, I have a lot here. I think we can just take a minute to acknowledge for everybody who's listening who doesn't understand the weird setup that I have put you in. <laughs> Um, what are some of the scents and the aromas you currently see? We are in my deceased grandmother's apartment. Um, <laughs> there is, uh, it hasn't been touched since 1975. How are you feeling about that? I love it. It has a very similar aesthetic to a lot of, like, there's a lot of pieces that remind me a lot of my great grandmother's home. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a lot of, like, flashbacks, More mostly just, like, not so much like the deck, the decor, I would say, but like the style of ceiling I haven't seen in a very long time. Like the, like, un, like the popcorn ceiling. Yeah, like the popcorn <laughs> ceiling. Like just little moments like that. The kitchen fixtures all brought me back to the 90s in a really nice way. Mm. So I'm really loving it. It's a really nice, it feels very homey in a way I wasn't prepared for today. Wow, well, <laughs> welcome home. Welcome, Thank you. Welcome to the room. welcome home. So the first thing I always like to ask guests, uh-huh. are you currently wearing anything and or do you have a signature scent? I'm currently wearing Old Spice Fresh okay. <laughs> as my deodorant, um, which I would say is probably my, so I um, am currently, I'm on the a years long journey now of transitioning from like traditional deodorant to the natural. Mm-hmm. And it's a process. And I'm when I'm not on the natural deodorant, I'm on Old Spice Fresh. It's kind of the only one I wear. So I mm-hmm. guess that would be my signature scent. But I think Growing up, I used to get a lot of compliments that I smelled good, which I think is because my mom is a laundry fanatic. Okay. So I guess my- Your clothes smelled good? I think my signature scent would probably be like fabric softener. (laughs) Honestly, I can think of like one girl I grew up with in elementary school who also always smelled good. And Mm -hmm. it's like a real, it's just like, wow, like you're taken care of at home, you know? It was, I mean, it was taken care of, but also my mom is like a, especially when you're growing up, a little intense of a clean freak. So like I grew up thinking- like, I didn't know you could use a towel more than once. I didn't oh know that, God. like, jeans could be worn more than once. Like, wow. we were a laundry for every single thing home. Wow. Which is not good for the environment or the clothes, frankly. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have changed my ways. But I think that was also just, like, everything was, like, so freshly laundered. Right. Wow. Okay, so now do you feel like you, like, wear jeans a few times before you wash them? Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, how I was, does like, your mom feel about that? Fine. I think she also learned to be like, because it, it's like a family thing. My grandma was a little bit of a clean freak. Got I it, think it was just like a thing that passed down. So we've all kind of like unlearned mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. My grandma reads Reader's Digest like religiously and was a queen of reading one article that was like Staphylococcus bacteria can live in denim. And then like knowing that for the rest of her life and being like, if you don't wash your jeans, you're going to get a staph infection. I honestly relate to your grandmother. <laughs> like I don't like to swim in fresh water because I've heard there's like flesh eating amoebas. And I know that happens to like point zero zero zero. But I'm like, no, I'm not going in a lake. I'm not doing that. The last my, I will say the last time I swam in a lake, I got um like I'm not joking. Within 24 hours, I had a double ear infection. So I wow. don't know that you're. I don't know that you're like totally off and not swimming in a lake. But it was like Champlain in Vermont, where I'm from, which is like I've been same. to Champlain. Champlain is visually gorgeous, but yes. infamously filthy. Um, oh. There's been some like really tragic um, like sewage spills into it over oh, the years. My so it's like it's not really one for swimming in, if I'm being honest. That could explain the ear infection. Uh, yes. So you're talking about you're transitioning to natural deodorant. Uh-huh. Are you like, do you have to like train your armpits? What's the process? I mean, we, it might, okay, this might get a little graphic for the listener, but so basically like, I, I should also say that I have, my face skin is not sensitive at all. I use a lot, I'm very into skincare. I do mm-hmm. a lot of skincare shit and my skin in the skincare world, you, I would not call my face skin like reactive, mm-hmm. but I do have very sensitive body skin. Like I've dealt with eczema over the years, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
I feel, I feel like yes. Okay, similar. great, cool. So if I remember correctly, it's been a minute since I've done my research on it, but basically you have to go through this period when you stop, and I, whether or not this is true or if this is just what like the Instagram people say, yeah. but it's like when you stop using traditional deodorant, like I got, is it chemical? I don't know what it's called. Like when you start using like non-natural, when you stop using non-natural deodorants, your body has to like purge all the shit that you were putting in your armpits, like the metals and stuff. Wow. So there's this like period where your skin is like, your your body's like kind of purging it and you do smell quite bad. Like yeah. you're kind of like getting rid of that shit. And like your skin can be irritated during that time. And ideally, I think it's easier to transition to natural deodorant if you can go without wearing deodorant for like a few days to a week just to like give your skin a break to kind of like balance. And then you can bring in the natural. Okay. And I, <laughs> my journey with that has been basically that like I'll go a couple days without wearing deodorant like when I don't have to work or I know that like I'm not going to be I'm also I'm fortunate in I have the privilege of not being a particularly stinky person I can get a while without no it's not that bad okay so <laughs> so like I think your mother would be so proud she would yeah she did a good job in genetically creating yeah. <laughs> um but like and then I'll start wearing the natural deodorant and it's great and the natural deodorant works phenomenal I use Kopari it's like a coconut based one Kopari. but then and it smells incredible but then every once in a while, my skin will start to freak out from it mm. and I'll get like really irritated armpit skin and then I'll have to stop. And this particular, and then I usually just go without wearing deodorant for a few days and then go back on the Kopari. But this time this inflammation wasn't going down and I finally was like, fuck it, I need to wear deodorant. So I'm going to wear the old spice that I keep in my bathroom for emergencies. Mm-hmm. I've been wearing that for a few weeks now and eventually I will go back to Kopari. Um, but right now we're in an old spice phase. Okay, interesting. I've had a similar experience and I've never been able to like get through the rashes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I feel like either I just like stink or it doesn't work or I like you said like I get like weird like rashes in my armpits and I'm like this is just not worth it. Totally. Like I but I guess it, it I don't know. I think there's a lot of benefits. I've heard things like unnatural deodorant is connected to like Alzheimer's and cancer and all these different things and I'm like what isn't though? No, that's kind of my thing also is like I am kind of like Something is going to kill you in the end. So, like, it might as well be your children, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not someone who's super, like, cutting things out because they might potentially be bad for me. I, I hear that. Um, I, I mean, I try to take care of myself, but everything. I also try to, you know, enjoy life a little bit. But Put a little antiperspirant on. I know. Yes, obviously. Live your life. So, I'm not super mad about it, but I also just really like the smell of Kopari. Like, I do enjoy it more than, like, the smell of uh, Old Spice Fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I usually, I, I do prefer to wear that. But... Mm. Okay. It's not. It doesn't always work out. <laughs> well, I mean, you smell great right now. Thank you. So I just want to compliment you on that. I did not detect any BO. Okay, and you great. have like a very neutral, nice scent, which is great because we have plenty of scents here. Yes, I'm so excited. That we're going to get to. Um, I want to ask first, do you have any fragrance hot takes, like of something you love that everyone hates, vice versa? <sighs> I don't think I have anything that polarizing in terms of an opinion. I do in like, is it taboo in the fragrance? Like, I dislike a lot of the popular candle scents. Like, mm. I, I don't, I'm okay. So, I don't have a ton of experience. I'm very excited to be here because personal fragrance is like a little bit of a new foray for me. And I'm really, it's something I was pre pandemic, like, really actively, like, I wanted to go to like mm-hmm. a fragrance store and like do the whole thing. Yeah. And then I'm here obviously, for you. yes, I obviously yeah. didn't get the chance, but like, I was, I, <laughs> I've had other fragrance things, the deodorant thing. I had a very long, I had a long obsession with candle YouTube, I, like where it was like the peep, the culture around like candle scents I found fascinating. Yeah. 
And so I have, I think I have more like opinions about candles than I do personal fragrance. Okay. Um, in, and I do prefer like, I think there's a taboo a little bit around the fabric scents, like your fresh linen, your clean okay. cotton. Yes, and yes. I'm very positive towards those. Like I really like well, those. Well, it's your childhood, right? Yes, I think that's probably, <laughs> there's definitely a memory association. Right. But I've also, I have had a long, I guess it isn't opinions, but I have had like a long journey with sense because I lost my sense of smell at one point and had to have surgery to get it back. What? Yeah. How did you, when and how? Well, I lost it slowly. So at first it was like every once in a while I would like lose it and then it kind of completely went away. Oh my goodness. Um, Did something trigger it or you were just like? So it, I, okay. So it, it had to do with my sinus cavity. Like I lost my sense of smell. I went to an, and I finally went to an ENT. They did a CAT scan and they're like, oh, your sinuses are absolutely fucked. But this had been going on for years because basically my sinuses didn't have proper, there was like a thing missing that is supposed to help drain your sinuses that I didn't have. Wow. I also had like polyps develop in there or something. And also there was just like kind of this cacophony of disasters in my sinuses that I like completely lost my sense of smell. And then I had to have like surgery where they like cleared everything out and then built drainage channels so that it shouldn't happen again or Mm -hmm. happen as badly and that was in two i had that surgery in i think 2018 maybe march of 2018 i think at that point i had not had a sense of smell for like three to six months somewhere in there it was pretty bad wow did that impact your emotions oh my god it literally was like the worst because it, it like you think at first you think like because no sense of smell also means no sense of taste, right? right so it's right. like completely gone. all you can yeah. taste is like salty, sweet, bitter. Right. But like I couldn't, like I would eat raw ginger and literally couldn't taste it. Oh my God. So it's like food was the first thing that was kind of depressing. But then it starts to be like, oh, when you hug your boyfriend, you don't smell him. When you right. like come home to your like mom's house, you don't like smell it. Like, right. And your brain, I think I the way I could describe it is like it felt like, and I think... Obviously, like, the COVID thing, like, a lot of people, I think, are going through this now. And mm-hmm. I am so empathic. I was so fortunate to not lose my sense of smell to COVID mm-hmm. when I had it. But I, f- I was like, I know exactly what that feels like. Because for me, there was, like, always this feeling of, like, your brain is expecting the smells to then have, like, the emotional reaction to them. And mm-hmm. it's, like, not getting that. So then there's this, like, short circuit that happens. Right. And it was, like, constant. Ugh. Um, And so then when I finally got it back, it actually, it's funny. I was thinking about this on the way here because... I never come to this neighborhood. I'm never on the Upper East Side. But my ENT is like two blocks away from here. Yeah. So I remember I came here for when like after they took everything out and like the day I got my sense of smell back. And I, it was like this weird time of day where like most restaurants were closed. And I was like, I need to eat something. I haven't tasted food in like months. Yeah. And I went to this restaurant down in like the high 20s. And I sat at the bar and I got burrata and just started crying into the burrata because <laughs> I could taste it for the first time. It's also burrata is like an interesting thing for the first time you can taste because it's not like that strong of like a smell. I specifically chose it because I was like, I want something delicate because I've been I eating. Yes. I had been eating like really aggressive foods to get like the most the the faintest whisper of a sensation and i was like i want something with like a really subtle flavor yes and it it delivered perfectly that's so did you have to do like any smell training or it was just a matter of like healing i have no idea what smell training is i never had to do that (laughs) i don't really know either but my cousin lost her sense of smell from covid and she was telling me she would like watch youtube videos and do smell training things and like sniff vanilla scents and like i I didn't even know that that was a thing i think so like i think the way you lose i think they think they think the way you lose your sense of smell from covid is like neurological yes yeah the way i lost my sense of smell was like physical like there was not proper like 
particles could not get to like my olfactory receptors right, right. in my sinus cavity. So they, I like, think it was much, I was much fortunate in like in that way where it's, I think it's a much easier solution. Right. You had to just get some plumbing work it done. Was a, it was a true plumbing issue in my head. A true plumbing issue. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I'm so happy you're on the other side of it. Same. <laughs> um, do you have like, if your fragrance could be like any style, like is there a celebrity that you would want to channel or like, how would you describe your fragrance style? Whoa. I like the muskier... I don't want to say manlier scents because that's like gendered and dumb, but like mm-hmm. I like scents that have a little bit of like a funk to them or a stink to them, but are also kind of like woody or darker, like the color of this room, honestly, like this over here. Yeah, like a little um, stinky, but yeah. like kind of cool. I don't, yeah, I don't love super, and I and then I love like really clean. Mm-hmm. I like the smell of like tropical things or mm-hmm. floral things yeah. or fruity things. I like enjoy those smells. I'm not drawn to them for myself. Right. And like, that reaction you have when you smell someone and you're like, oh God, like, you know what I mean? That's right. usually to like something a little bit more on like the the darker, like tobacco-y kind of muskier notes. So you like that? Tab- okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking like right now we could kind of like get into like a little Please. consultation. Okay. So Jake, tell me um, what is your age and what is your sign? I'm 28 and I'm a Scorpio son. Oh my God. When's your birthday? November 3rd. October 30th. Oh my God. What are your other signs? Um, Scorpio moon, um, um, Aquarius, no, Jesus. Scorpio sun, <laughs> Aquarius moon, Capricorn rising. Wow. Okay. I totally, I see that in your, ch- I definitely feel the Capricorn energy too in your chart. Interesting. Very, you have a very like leader quality to you and very like, I mean business, you know, like I would sit and schmooze and we were like, okay, let's get this podcast going. You know what I mean? I feel that. It's funny because my it's I think it I very much identify with like the Aquarius moon stuff. Like whenever I read any of my charts, it's always the Aquarius stuff I identify with the most. Mm-hmm. And then I think people say that to me about the Capricorn thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes sense because also my boyfriend and my two best friends are all Capricorns. So it's like mm. I think I have that, that, that aspect to me and I connect with other people that have it. But then I it's not actually my like main force. Got it. I think it's interesting when you think about like your big three, like if you think about what the other two signs are, people tend to have a lot of relationships with people who have like I'm a Leo moon and I feel like everybody in my life is a Leo. I have a few, few caps, few scorps, but it's like Leo city. Does your boyfriend have a scent? He does. Fuck. I should have asked him what it was because he has this scent that he bought. I think it's called Barbunia. Okay, that's a great restaurant on 20th and Park. That's, wait, I'm literally going to... Can I text him? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah, text What him. is it? Because he wears it. Wait, what is the name of the sun you wear? <laughs> and would you share it with him or does it feel like very much like him? It So it like whenever he wears it and it's like, I think it's something... Oh, I put my phone on airplane mode so that didn't send. I think he got it. If I remember the story correctly, he found it in Montreal and has to buy it. And he doesn't wear that often because you can't buy it in America. So it could to... totally be called Barbunia. I just like know that that's I, a restaurant. I also know it's a restaurant and I think it is something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it smells so good on him. Mm-hmm. And I find it, I'm like, I think it's like a really hot scent. And so mm-hmm. I I don't know. It would feel, it feels like the dynamic in my life for that scent is that it is like the thing my boyfriend wears. Right. So I've never even tried to wear it because I just like when he wears it. It just feels like it's him. What totally. are the, what does it smell like? I'm just thinking like. Kind of what I was saying. It has like a little bit of that. Watch us like look it up and it's literally like lilies. <laughs> but like to me, there's like, it Sunscreen. has, it, it honestly has a similar vibe to like, because we haven't talked about this yet on on air, but yeah. the scent that like I reached out to you about to ask about yes. was the Gramercy Park Hotel scent. Yes. Which is also very much that, like this like dark, sexy kind of like 100%. smell to it. And yeah. Nate's definitely has that. And Nate's also has a little bit of like, I want to say like flower, but not like like darker flower, like rose. Is rose considered 
yeah. darker in terms of like a Yeah, strap. I mean, rose is something that I think it just depends how what other notes are in it. I've seen totally. like, I have a dark rose that we can like explore. Yeah, yeah. I thought I would like that. Yeah. Um, so I would say there's that as well. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we should like get to it. If yes. you were ch- if you were going to channel a celebrity in your scent, is there someone that you're like, I love that energy? Oh, oh, do you know, I think it's because I just saw Cruella, but I bet Emma Thompson smells amazing. Ah, I love Emma Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very like empowered, self like self possessed. Yes. Kind, funny. Knows that she smells good. It's inviting, but doesn't need anybody's approval. Sort of. Yes. It's not. Yes. It's not cloying. It's not asking for anything. It's just like this is how I smell. Right. Okay, so for everybody who's listening, what I've done is I set up a little bar cart that I had and we have our microphone on top and I have like tons of scents below. So if you hear any background noise, I literally made these little test strips for I'm you. I'm so excited. This okay. is like the, oh my God, this is like Isn't so this fun. fun? So okay. So one thing I did do, in case you want to review the whole line and compare, Boy Smells sent me their entire fragrance discovery kit. Okay, great. So I thought like that's a good place to start because they have some diverse, their scents are, there's a there's a good range and I would love to get your like hot takes. We'll start with this one. And also we can write down what they are on the test strip so that we don't get confused. I'll just okay. put the initials. Okay. Here we go. Jake, are you excited? I'm so excited. Okay, this one immediately to me, when you were talking, this feels like it kind of hits your criteria. Okay. And you can be on, like, no, this is not sponsored and you're not gonna hurt my feelings. Let's get, let's hone in on exactly what you like and don't. Okay, so to me, I get full-blown campfire from this. I don't okay. know what this is called, but okay. this is. I'll tell you after. This smells like mezcal and campfire to me. Yes, okay, that's a really good. Hardcore. Yeah. And I think because I'm a bartender, it's too mezcal for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's giving me too much of like a work. I understand. Okay, so. Vibe, but it is hot. And I think mixed with a person's own scent, I could see it really working. It's kind of like a musky mezcal. There's a musky mezcal to it. We also, after this, we have to talk about just like your experience as a bartender. I feel like oh, there's wait, such an intersection. What is it? What is it? Principe Real Barbaria de Barri. Here, you can just look at this photo. Okay, he has totally stumped me. I've never heard of any of that. Okay. Princeppe? Fuck, I'm so pissed I didn't bring it for you to smell. Wait, okay, wait. I also brought my boyfriend's cologne and you can like tell me. Okay. Like, Let's even see if it's online. Is he? Here it is. Oh, you found it. Okay, amazing. Warm, spicy, woody, patchouli. See, I actually think you could fuck with some patchouli. I, I kind of patchouli see that. Patchouli is famously thing. a word that I, the, my point of reference for patchouli is one time on Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen asked Meryl Streep what Cher smells like and she said patchouli. And that's the only thing I know about patchouli. I couldn't tell you what it smells like. Would you want to smell like Cher? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so I I feel like we're gonna I'm gonna go there next. So just so you know, the notes that are listed in this, but I love the way you described it. What is it called? What is the name? Violet ends. Okay, wow. Surprising, right? I would never have guessed that. So the notes are rhubarb, bergamot, black pepper, violet, black tea, tobacco, incense, orris, white birch, tan leather, and smoked papyrus. I have to say, as I like shake it out and it like lightens a little bit, mm-hmm. I'm liking it more and more. So it's I, getting less mezcali. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing Smell about it fragrance now, too. I it. Mm-hmm. It's like it changes over time. It gets a little bit more musky. Yes. There's something to it that has like a smoky quality and leather quality. And I think that's like the tobacco, the incense, the leather. But it has gone from being I'm sitting at a campfire to I am hugging someone who was at a campfire. Does that yes, make sense? Yes. It's like what remains on them. Okay. So let's leave it out. Another one I want you to smell from this set. I actually really like this. I can't stop smelling it. Okay. I'm okay. It great. Okay. I feel like this is a good option for you. I wanted you to smell this one from Boy Smells. And for everyone listening, we literally have hundreds more. I'll tell you the name after. So this is one that I also thought you might like. This one is different, very different. Okay, so this is grandma to me. This Grandma. is my this is my grandparents. Okay. What are you getting? 
this sounds insane to say, but the first, it, it's incredibly perfumey to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, as I'm like shaking it out. This room I, is going to stink when we- I know, I love this. it. I'm getting like baby powder okay. and flowers. Mm-hmm. To me, this smell goes with this apartment. A grandma is like 1970. Like to me, that's what this is. What do you think? I get something very floral. Yeah, like it's you super said, floral. super floral. To me, it's one of those smells that like, I think it smells good, but I think it's really heady. Like, I feel like if I was stuck in a car ride with someone wearing this, 100%. I just would not be okay. I would have to open the windows. It's unfortunate because I appreciate it's a beautiful smell, but it's not one I think I could wear. I would never say that this smells bad. I would absolutely it, never say it that. It doesn't smell bad at all. It's a beautiful smell. And it smells like someone's perfume. I would just never think of it as my own. Right. Okay. So let me tell you the name. The name is Rose Lode. And I went yeah, here because that... it goes, it's not my darkest rose that I have for you, but it gets a little bit more rosy than the last one. And the notes are, again, rhubarb, cardamom, peppercorn, rose petals, Turkish rose, raspberry blossom, again with the papyrus, some woody notes, and sandalwood. Cool. I'm going to do one more from Voice Smells and then we're going to move on. Okay, gorgeous. Oh, you know which one I want to I want to smell? This one is, I find this, actually, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to spray it and then you're going to tell me because I don't want to Yeah, I influence. like going in I don't, raw and uninfluenced. I can't say anything. Okay, you tell me what you think about this one. Whoa. Okay. The first whiff I took, it reminded me of like, I thought of like nerds, like candy. Yes. Okay. And that's still there, but there is also like something else. Like it's not that sweet, but there is like a candy flavor quality to it. Like, and then there's also like cigarette smoke, like not Mm -hmm. campfire smoke, like cigarette smoke, Mm -hmm. but in like a good way. What do you think? Yeah, I get, I totally get, it almost smells to me like an old leather store. Like it smells like if you go into like a store that Uh sells like cowboy boots or something. Totally. And then I totally get the nerd thing. It also, yeah, to me it smells like a bougie Park Avenue leather suitcase store. Like there's something floral in it, but I'm really picking up on the, you know, like I feel like this is how an expensive store that like- I hear you 100%. That like Goldman Sachs people would shop at. Yes. Okay, so this one, and this one is actually my least favorite in this line. And as I'm smelling it again, my opinion's kind of changing. When I first smelled it, I was like, no, not for me. This is called Suede Pony. And this one has saffron, pineapple, cardamom, plum, violet, hazelnut, coconut water, suede, patchouli, labdanum, and blonde woods. It's like all over the place. The suede to me is like that really prominent note. And then labdanum is a flower that kind of smells leathery. And so it's like, yeah, it really smells like a satchel or something. A hundred percent. It actually reminds me of specifically shoe stores. Yes. Growing up, my grandma worked at the Filene shoe department. That was like her job. Oh my God, Filene. Filene. I have not had that word in my lexicon. I think most people haven't for a while, but my grandma worked at the Filene shoe department. This is actually taking me there. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Okay, so of these three, and also, Violet ends, no question. Same. No question. Okay, if you, I reviewed this line on TikTok and the one that I liked the most was Violet ends. There's something about it that makes it the most wearable of the three. A hundred percent. And then there's other ones, but like I want to get to some other fragrances. Yes, please. But you can certainly take these or smell these in your own time. Are you there, listeners? It's me, Emma, here to interrupt your listening experience to bring you a discount. If you follow me on TikTok, you know I love the brand Chorus. Their skincare is amazing. Literally bathe me in that foaming cream cleanser. But guess what? So is their perfume. I personally love and wear cashmere kumquat. And if you are looking for a cozier version of Mugler Alien, you will too. Not only are Chorus fragrances well-made, they are also affordable. And they're supporters of this pod. That's right. They are giving listeners of Perfume Room an exclusive 20% off any purchase. 
That means you can get a full bottle of Chorus perfume for just $40. All you have to do is use the code PERFUMEROOM20 at checkout. That's PERFUMEROOM20, one word, for 20% off any purchase. Back to the episode. You were talking about the smell of a grandma's apartment. I want to spray this one for you. Sorry, that was power of suggestion. I just told you what I'm about to spray. No, I don't care. But tell me what you think about this. This reminds me of like like a sweet wine kind of. Okay. I think my grand one of my grandmothers must have worn rose because that rose one was like my like my grandmother one of my grandmas to a T. Isn't that crazy about scent? Like you smell something and you it know, just like triggers a person. person. Yes, a hundred percent. This doesn't give me anyone like that. This to me is like very specific, but also quite subtle. It doesn't feel as like big and perfumey. It feels like very specific. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? This was like my first expensive perfume purchase. I went into like Barney's one day when I was okay. like 23 years old and I would just go in there and smell the perfumes. And this woman was like set on selling me something. And you were like, God damn, I have to. Yeah. And I somehow just like totally fell for it. Not fell for it. It's a great scent. But if I tell you the notes, I want you to smell it now. Okay, so think sandalwood and cacao. Yeah, 100%. It's really interesting, right? Yes. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite sandalwood scents because I feel like every sandalwood scent that's come out in the last, like, five years has the same quality of Santal 33. Like, they all just kind of smell like that one Lalabo fragrance, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful scent. But I like that this is, like, sandalwood heavy but doesn't smell like anything else I've really smelled. Yeah, because it feels – I don't think I've ever smelled anything like this. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of – I said wine – it reminds me of red wine that has cocoa notes to it. Like that mm. kind of chocolatey note. That's mm. what I, that's the kind of like a cocoa-y thing I get here. And I like it. I like it a lot. Interesting. Okay. I want to take a quick break before we go back to smelling more scents and talk about that. You in your TikTok videos infamously make parodies about like the different kinds of natural wines, uh-huh. but you actually are really knowledgeable. You are a bartender and you've been in the restaurant business for a while. Yeah. Can you like speak about like, how do you learn about these wines and like, what's that like for you? <sighs> So I, yeah, I've, I've been a bartender for like 10 years since I was 18 and I have worked in New York restaurants for seven years and pretty much that entire time I've worked in wine heavy places. And mm-hmm. so I do have a lot of wine knowledge and I've worked with wine for a really long time by way of like mostly circumstance. Like it wasn't an intentional, like I love wine sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It just was like the first place I worked at that I got, I I moved to New York June 1st. My first day at this restaurant was June 2nd. It was a wine, a very Italian wine-heavy place. And mm. so then that kind of set me up to work at, like, another nice Italian place with a big wine list. Right. Which set me up to work at a natural wine bar. Like, it just was, like, what my resume had. Right. And because I'm not, I you know, I've been doing restaurants for a long time, but it is not my, like, main career. Mm-hmm. I kind of just, like, went where with what was practical and, like, what I could do. And so yeah. it's always been wine. And I've learned, and I know, and I do, you know, I've worked at, Tequila places, like I've done it with all the other stuff as well, but like wine is definitely the thing I work with the most. Mm -hmm. And I've learned like truly on the job. The first place I worked was very, um, was much more of like old world institutional wine. So like learning about like the different Barolo houses and like learning more about like the industry and like the giant systems and world behind wine, the Psalm Guild and all of that shit. Mm. And it was a little bit less about, I would say the wine itself and more about like knowledge about like who made it where and when Mm. and like kind of all of that, which is kind of, I think a lot of like the old world wine stuff is like, you know, collecting Bordeaux and different right. stuff like that. Right. And then as I moved on, I the places I went more and more kind of, it had to, as I became like more and more of like a wine bartender, I kind of just had to learn how to sell and compare and contrast different kinds of wine. And I think because I wasn't like, I, it's not something I'm like super, 
I love wine. I drink it all the time. I like enjoy it and I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I love, I do love learning about it, but I wouldn't say I'm truly like passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So I've always approached it really practically, which I think ended up meaning that I learned a lot about the actual like tasting notes and description of the wine itself. Because like mm-hmm. on a practical day-to-day basis, when you're selling wine in a restaurant, you need to know how to talk to it because like most of your guests aren't going to be people who are super intense wine nerds. Like, and those people, they know what they want. You know what I mean? Right. They can look at a wine list and they can tell you. Like the 2015 Sangiovese. Exactly. Yeah. But most people I need to, you know, and this is not like no fault of them, but most people know like, you know, like they like the one wine that they like that they buy at the store. You know what right. I mean? They right. don't really know. So it's like, it's really important for me to be able to talk about, you know, the different ways things smell and taste and drink. And I think that by way of it, like expanded my own palate, my own, you know, sense of things, my own just ability to describe things. And the place I work now, the woman I work for, she is disturbingly good at like using words to help you experience wine and understand things. And Mm -hmm. I think it's similar to like what you're doing with me now, like literally what you just did with the sandalwood scent. It's like, I don't have the fragrance experience to like really be able to smell a fragrance and tell you like everything about it. But once you kind of, I can give you like my experience of it. And then when you kind of, Mm offer me up some language I can then reintegrate that back in and then and then experience it and the same thing happens with wine you know what I mean it's like when someone who's not super developed in their palate like tastes something they can be like oh this is good and you can kind of help them explain like do you see how it's like this do you see how this is happening how it smells like this and they're like oh yeah and you're helping them kind of taking turning the lights up for them a little bit yeah and so that I think is kind of how slowly over the years it's happened for me that's amazing yeah I feel like there's so many parallels does anyone ever walk in and you're like oh they're going to get the Pinot Noir. I know it. And then, like, see if you're right or, like, do you ever, like, like yeah, you're getting this cocktail. Totally. I mean, I don't think it's more like when you start to talk to them, like, you can tell, like, the person, you know, there's different kinds of, like, there's some people that, like, don't want to deal with a big, fancy New York wine list. And they're like, what is the, like, what is your dry white wine that tastes like white wine? Do you know yeah, what I mean? And, yeah. like, I know what to grab them. And, like, you can right. tell. And, like, because now I work at a natural wine thing, there's this whole kind of we were actually just talking about this at work and I think it's so interesting is like natural wine is becoming very popular and Mm -hmm. having this like sort of like meteoric rise and a big word that gets like thrown around in natural wine because like when you make natural wine there's such a proclivity for like more natural wine is like low intervention it means that the winemaker didn't do as much to it to you know make it stable or make it consistent Mm -hmm. like so it has a lot of variation and it can have quote-unquote flaws but those flaws can sometimes be what make it great Mm -hmm. and delicious but a word that gets thrown around a lot is like funky like i want a Mm. funky wine i want Mm. something that tastes Mm. funky i as natural wine has become like more and more popular people they really want to feel like they're drinking like unnatural funky wine yeah to the point where like sometimes we'll have people who are like i want your funkiest wine and they're like it's not funky enough it's not funky enough to the point where i'm like i think this person wants to spit in it no i think but like we have I, like, I remember one time we had a, a bottle of wine that had been opened th- from the day before and mm-hmm. I tasted it and I was like, this has technically gone bad. Like, this is, <laughs> and this happens all the time. It's like, this has gone bad. It's not dangerous to drink. It's not right. like molded, but like, right, right. it has oxidized. Right. It has gone bad. Right. This person has sent back three tastes of wine saying it's not funky enough. I'm going to give them a taste of this wine that has gone bad. And they're right. like, oh my God, this is incredible. This is what I'm looking and for. And it's, you know, it's, and I think that's the thing we're coming up against a lot right now is mm-hmm. people who want this like intensely quote unquote funky wine. Mm-hmm. And it is, they're getting to the point where they want flawed wine. They want right. wine that has they're gone. like, put the dirt in it, please. Yes. I mean, I, it's truly, I'm like, yeah. this, it, it, it's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it's people wanting, I think people want that clout of like, I'm drinking the funkiest natural wine I can find. And it's, like, it's <laughs> so funny. It's really wild. Is this funky? Like, it's yes. just like a, 
Oh my God. I remember one time I, in college, I was like in a grocery store, the grocery store on campus. And there was like some local brewery doing like samples of their beer. And I'm so not well-versed in beer. And I remember he was like, this is our best seller. You're going to love it. And I tasted it. And I was like, wow, this tastes just like bubble gum. And he was like, so offended that like, that was the language. He was like, bubble gum. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, it's not bubblegum, like it's a lager or whatever the fuck it was. And I was just like, that's I don't so know. That's so weird to me because I feel like that's a perfectly valid like tasting note. Yeah, doesn't some beer taste like bubblegum? It has like that bubblegum. Yes, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Right? Yes. I mean, now that I I think I like know a little bit more, but at the time I was like bubblegum. But it's interesting you're talking about funky wine because in fragrance, certain fragrances get described as animalic or indolic. And like indolic literally means like shit. There are certain fragrances that have these fecal notes. And so yeah. jasmine is a fragrance, for example, where people say they want a clean jasmine or they want an indolic jasmine. And I wish I had brought some of my jasmine fragrances. I didn't. But there are literally fragrances that have like poopoo notes in them. Yeah. And like people are like, yes, give me that animalic. Some of the notes in perfume that are so interesting that like a lot of them are banned now. But there's like notes of like deer musk. Yeah. Ambergris is like from like um blubber from banned? a whale. A lot of them are just like either unethical to harvest or oh. they were just like really impossible to get or just like there were just weird things about like should you wear I think it's pronounced civet. It's like a type of um, like it looks like a beaver. There's different animals that have truly made up like old notes that were in old fragrances and like musk when people say musk it was harvested from the deer secretionary glands. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's what people wore. Yeah. It's people want to smell and funky they want to drink well, something it's also funky. like it's also like pheromones right, right. it's like there, there's those attractive notes and like those repulsive notes that are like there's an attraction within them so that makes yeah. it makes perfect sense to me right or it's like you like the smell of your partner when they're like sweaty and it's like not a good smell but it's just like their smell and it yes. reminds you a hundred it's evocative of of sex or yeah, other things yes okay let me pull out some other phrases oh for you Yay. do you want to smell what my boyfriend wears and yes. tell me if you like it what if i like think it's disgusting well, I don't think I will. Um, that's totally valid. I'll tell him he can't wear it anymore. Where is it? Mm-mm. I think this is going to make me go buy a set. I well, I have like plenty of samples, so you're not going to leave empty-handed. Oh, this is incredible. So this one is definitely not that sort of like enigmatic. Oh, I think the thing I should say that I also love, this is not something I've ever experienced necessarily in like cologne or like in fragrance, but like I'm someone who loves gasoline, plastic, rubber, mm-hmm. like yes. chemical smells like that, heaven. Yes, that, that's another. There's literally a brand called Kerosene that was like inspired by that smell. Oh, fa- and favorite smell of all time, Citronella. I love Citronella. Citronella is one of my favorite smells of all but time. But also, that's like a smell of like it's summer, it's fun. You're outside. My mom used yeah. to grow Citronella pants on the back porch because I live from Vermont and we yeah. had like mosquitoes. I mean, I, everyone has mosquitoes. It's not. A it's a Vermont thing. thing. It's a Vermont thing. I do it. I I realized I do an annoying thing where I will preface like a basic fact about human life by being like, I grew up in Vermont. So and they were so like trees. They were like breathing air, and it's like <laughs> fuck off. Like it's so, it's so ridiculous. Uh, okay. But we had citronella plants on the back porch, and it just reminds me of my mom, and I love the smell of citronella. Citronella and fresh linen. Your mom feels like someone who just, like, made sure you were taken care of. Do you know I mean, what she I mean? was a full-time mom until my parents got divorced, and then she worked, but she was, like, she's someone who would say her career is being a mother. Like, yeah. she doesn't have, yeah. That's strong maternal energy. Okay, it's interesting. This is not smelling as good on the test. This is going <laughs> to really, this is really going to be a curveball, because I have sprayed these sort of, like, complex whatever, and to me, this smells like straight dude gets out of the shower like it's much this more clean yeah but it's amazing this like axe. but like bougie axe right i mean it's not as like it's not giving me like it's not giving me like a headache i love that scent i can't get enough of it but then i smell these and i'm like hmm, can I, I can i be honest though yes. it makes sense because we are the eight like a lot of your attraction is like 
developed when you're in middle school. Right. 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 And like we were in middle school with boys wearing Axe. So it makes sense that you would be like a little turned on by like the adult version of that. It's a very fresh blue. They call those scents like blue scents, which are kind of like aquatic, clean. It's definitely blue. Right. Like it's a very um gym like locker room. Yes. Yes. It's gonna be the scent of like this smells like locker room. But like like a sales guy. Like a guy who's just like, you know, puts on his his I'm picturing like a Nautica shirt. Yeah. (laughs) A Nautica shirt. Oh my God. Maybe I gotta change his cologne. No, but that's okay. Like, I, it, I would not say it smells bad. Yeah. But that is what it gives me. But that's, you know, what's interesting is like, he actually has more sophisticated taste than this. And he's trying to expand his like cologne palette. And I'm like, wear this. I want you to wear this. I love, <laughs> I love smelling this on him. Okay. This that's is one. So funny. This is one I thought you would enjoy because, or actually let's see how you feel about it. It's got a little funk that we were talking okay, about. Love. It's a diptyque scent. Okay, cool. And I'm not going to tell you anything else. I know. I'm really excited. I literally just put the first letter so I don't forget what was what. No, I know. It's genius. Very contrasting to what we just smelled. Whoa. Okay. How are you feeling? This brought me... I used to live in England and like something in this like brought me back there. When did you live in England? I did my sophomore year of college there. That's so cool. It smells... Okay, wait. I'm getting it. The memory it's bringing back is like something... That's where I started bartending and something we served there smelled like this. Like a food or a beverage? I think it is reminding me of on... You know, on like soda guns, mm-hmm. you know, soda guns. Yeah. In England, bar soda guns always have blackcurrant and lime cordials. Ah. Oh. And the lime cordial is like one of those things where it's like, it's supposed to taste like lime, but like it tastes like lime cordial. It's like not its own. It doesn't. It's like an, it's its own flavor. Yeah. Like you wouldn't actually be like, this is fresh lime juice. Like it definitely. And this reminds me of that. Interesting. But then there's like, it's not necessarily the primary scent, but like I, had, I just don't think I've smelled that in a long time and mm-hmm. it really brought me there. Whoa. Is it a like, a neutral or a dislike? It is a, I would never wear, but I really like it. It's like not for me. It's nice to smell, right? Yeah, wait. It's so good. There's also like marshmallow. Marshmallow, interesting. Now I'm going to- Do you get marshmallow? Smell that and tell me, do you hear what I'm saying when I say like marshmallow? Like- You know what it, when you say marshmallow, you know that white Tic Tac that like on the outside smells like marshmallow, but it's like a mint? Yes. This kind of smells like, I can, I pick up that like marshmallowy smell of Tic Tacs. I get what, yeah, yes. I do see that. Do you want me to tell you what the strongest note in this is? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to feel insane. Patchouli. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this is called Tempo by Diptyque. And there are other notes, I can look them up, but it's a, it's definitely like it leads with the patchouli for sure. I like it. It's nice, right? It's really nice. I want you to smell this one. This is like, for me, it's like if there was a spectrum where one end is like smoky and woody like the violet ends and mm-hmm. the other end is like really heady, rosy flower, like the whatever, I think it was. Rose load, yeah. Like if that's a spectrum, this feels dead center between the two. Patchouli is a note that when I first started getting into fragrance, I just always associated it with like the smell of the store Lush. And I was like, that's not for me. It's like too Oh like, my whatever. God, wait, no, wait, 100%. It smells I, like it Lush. It smells like. But now I love patchouli. And what's really interesting is like, I think patchouli in a lot of sense actually like makes it smell more like buttoned up, polished and refined versus like skewing like woodsy, hippie. Like there's totally. something in it that like feels formal to me in a, yeah. in a weird sort of green foresty way. Yeah, this is great. And the more I smell it, the more I like it. This is probably now second place to Violet Ends for yeah, of it, what we smelled. Okay, so before you And that here, whatever like brought me to England is like fading. Like that was like the initial thing. And now it's settling into something much more subtle. Before you came here, I was thinking in my head like which ones do I think are going to be the lead contenders? There are a few more that I think you'll also really enjoy. But I was thinking Violet Ends and Tempo would be just like based on me guessing your vibe, I love that, that you would like. You nailed that. it. Okay, this is a brand called Oil Perfumery, and they are a dupe house. They make impressions of very expensive scents. So I will give a disclaimer 
that this is not the exact, this is a, this is a, a, dupe. a dupe, but it's a dupe of a very popular niche fragrance. So this smells like, this smells like Amaro, like what we serve at my restaurant, like an Amaro. Okay. Which is, is that like, a liqueur? M- Amaros are like a family of like usually Italian aperitifs mm-hmm. that are usually like medicinal in origin. They're like high alcohol, very herbal, medicinal mm-hmm. qualities. This sm- like Fernet is an Amaro. This smells okay. like an Amaro to me, like identical. Like if you poured that in a glass, like I would. And is that something you'd want to smell like? Or are you like, I know. Um, it smells really good. I think because I have too many work memories associated with Amaro, it's, I could, I wouldn't wear it, but it's really good. But it's like shockingly Amaro to me. Interesting. I need to smell Amaro. So this is a, an impression of a fragrance called Black Afghano, which is like a tobacco hashish incense, sort of like, that's sort of like smoky vibe. And again, this is the impression, so you're not getting exactly what it is. The reason I first discovered this fragrance was because there was a guy in my office who used to wear this, and literally he would just have a trail of people following him when he wore it. And I'd be like, <laughs> Kyle, what what are you wearing? And he was like, Black Afghano. I was like, oh my God. How and expensive is Black Afghano? It's definitely in the, I feel like it might be like 180. Okay. Um, that's definitely expensive, but it's not like the craziest thing I've ever it's heard. It's not Lalabo price, but like that's still. Very expensive. Let's see. How much is a Lolabo? Lolabo, I feel like, is like two fifty for Damn. a full bottle. You know, I love so many Lolabo fragrances, and I've never owned a full bottle of one because I just, like, can't. You just can't do it. I mean, I guess I, I don't know. You start to lose perspective. Like, as I first, like, liked fragrances, I was like, I would never spend two fifty on a perfume. Okay, but Black now, Afghano is one eighty five. One eighty five. Oh, I was kind of close. I hope you guys are loving this episode. On to today's Perfume 101. Today, we are talking semantics. What is the difference between a clean fragrance versus a natural fragrance? If you have been using these terms interchangeably, let me tell you what the differences are. A natural fragrance means that its ingredients, its notes, were derived straight from the source. So these are going to be notes comprised of entirely essential oils. Essential oils can come from certain leaves. They can come from certain spices, certain florals, citruses. So, you know, you can have a vanilla fragrance that could be natural, although that's very expensive. You can have something with cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, elang-elang, tuberose, orange flower, lavender, yuzu, bergamot. These are all notes in nature that can be sourced from the direct source. A lot of perfumers opt not to just because it is so goddamn expensive. If you are wearing a fragrance with juicy berry or pear, any sort of fruity notes besides citruses, it could be a clean fragrance, but it is not a natural one. And that is because the concentration of water in those really fruity notes is too high to extract fragrance. No matter how realistic it smells, it was created in a lab, and that is a testament to perfumers. If a perfume is marketed as a clean fragrance, it just means that it's made without certain potentially harmful chemicals like parabens, formaldehyde, talc, sulfates, etc. Does this mean that synthetic fragrances are harmful for you and you should stop using them? Hot take, my personal opinion, please do what is right for you. I am going to say no, and here is why. The perfume industry has its entirely own set of regulations. The same way that there's the FDA for food and drugs that come on the market, there is an association called IFRA, which regulates all perfume ingredients and the quantities at which they can be used. Additionally, being a perfumer is like the most esteemed position in France. It is no easy feat. All perfumers at major perfume houses have backgrounds in chemistry and science and undergo years and years of school to do exactly what they do. Are there probably horror stories or companies who have done this poorly? I am sure. But the thing is, is that in the right quantity, a lot of things that normally could be harmful are not. 
Let's take milk, for example. Ew, I don't know why that was the first thing that came to mind. But unless you have an allergy specifically to milk or you are lactose intolerant, you can drink a glass of milk and it's not going to harm you. Though I will say if you and I go out for a meal together and you order a glass of milk, I'm going to ask you where the bodies are. But would it make you deathly ill if you chugged a gallon of it in a 10 minute period? Yes. Call me Elle Woods, but your honor, I rest my case. I also just want to call out because people ask me on TikTok all the time for natural perfumes because they have allergies. Natural ingredients can still be allergens. You can have seasonal allergies to things outside. They are natural ingredients. If you remember, I told you all this story about the time I doused my body in a natural lavender body perfume and I broke out in hives. I got that perfume at a farmer's market, okay? It was completely natural. I have not been able to wear lavender since. I completely stand the clean beauty movement. We have so many amazing clean perfumers on this podcast and I love wearing clean perfume. I'm just not necessarily opposed to synthetic perfume and I hope that you make your own educated decision about what is best for you. Back to the episode. I got this in the mail the other day from the same one as the cacao sandalwood uh, house. So let's see what you think of this one. This reminds me of like, this isn't gonna be so specific, but this is like, this smells like a clean bathroom <laughs> of someone who Listerines every day. <laughs> no, you wait, can I smell that? Okay, that's so. Which is my grandparents' a- bathroom. Like, there's like a there's a smell that a bathroom gets when you Listerine every day. Mm-hmm. It's like a green, mix of like aftershave spe- and green Listerine. Green, specifically green Listerine. It's not like to say it smells like green Listerine. Like if you were to pour a capful of green Listerine and smell it, is incorrect. But like. The smell, the that, smell like, that the room consistent has. use of green listerine gives 100%. a room is like what that is to me. See, but this is the thing, like you were saying, like you're learning from me, but like it's so interesting hearing you off the cuff just come up with these things because I can't unsmell that now. Yeah. It's a total listerine after shaving. Well, I think it's the same muscle as wine, right? It's like yes. smelling something and immediately 100%. getting like, okay, this gives me this, this, and this. So like I definitely have that muscle built. I like this, but it's like super like clean bathroom products. Yeah. You know, I'm like very visually seeing my grandparents' upstairs bathroom. What's interesting on that one to me is like, I Damn. just feel like if you want to go fresh, well, this is a personal, personal opinion. If I were going to go in the like freshy vibe, I would go with like the axe skewing one, right? But see, this, this doesn't do it for me. Okay, interesting. But it does do it for you. Yes. Okay, now here is a deep rose that I wanted you to smell. Okay. And um, based on my reaction to rose load, my guess is I will not like this, but I'm curious. It's very mixed. It's It's got... I mean, I can, t- you know, I'll tell you the notes of this one in advance okay, and just see like what it, that experience does for you. So there's like notes of like black tea. I believe there's incense notes. There's rose notes. It kind of, to me, it feels a little bit boozy. And this is actually, I'll tell you after you smell it. There's not much left in here. I hate these dabbers. They are going to be the death of me. <laughs> um, tell me if you know that smell. I actually think you would like this a lot, which is, but you tell me if I'm off. I like it. It's really subtle. To me, this is the most subtle of anything we've smelled. Mm. This is a sexy smell, but like feminine sexy. Mm -hmm. Notes of it remind me of the Gramercy Park smell. Mm -hmm. The Gramercy Park Hotel smell that I was telling you about. That's why I thought you would like it. It has very similar qualities to it. It is not the exact same smell. It is a sibling. It is in very much the same family. So you know how- And I do like it. You messaged me about the Gramercy Park Hotel- this was the video that you that inspired it. This is the smell of the Edition Hotel. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I like it. It feels very like Miami, like, I don't know, it just feels like a rich person 
who goes to Miami all the time and like they just like always have like a bottle of champagne outside and like you know those families that just like their vacation is always chic even when they have like toddlers shitting themselves <laughs> and you're just like how like, yeah well, it's infinite money is how yes, but yes, yes. yes yeah this is textbook like hot hotel like sexy hot, hotel sexy hotel so that's Tay Noir 29 by Lilabo okay nice okay I have just a few more because I feel like I can uh, do this all day okay great um, I'm trying to just pull some that I think. Um, I'm really proud of myself that I clocked that that was the hotel smell before you said anything. You I'm clocked really it and I honestly did not even say it. Let's do this one. I'm going to do a little rapid fire. Okay, gorge. And obviously you're leaving here with samples. You uh. get a sample and you get a sample. Um, <laughs> you keep saying it, but it's just me getting samples. <laughs> just you. Um, okay, I'm going to spray all of these and you can compare them side by side. And then these will have been your, your smells for the day. Oh my God, amazing. Okay, here's one. Thank you. You have to kind of let it sit. It doesn't smell like as I remember it. Something about it is not smelling how I remembered that one smelling. This smells like a farmer's market to me. This is super vegetal. Interesting. You know what? This is one that's grown on me. This smells like walking through the farmer's market, like by the produce. Do you get that? Well, a lot of people have told me that this one to them smells like dill. So it's interesting. Oh, 100%. 100%. That's it's like dilly and herby and vegetal. Yes. You're you're so yeah. spot on because it's yeah, like, 100%. what is the smell of a farmer's market? Dill. Dill. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like that's how smell, I'm realizing from this interview that the way I'm smelling things is like, I smell it and then it's a location, like mystery mm-hmm. bathroom. Like that's how I can do it. But the, but you're spot on because there are notes of mint in that one that you smelled. Oh, okay. I know this smell. Someone I know wears this, I feel. Oh, interesting. That's possible. It's a pretty, I feel like it's like a cool, like, I could see people wearing it. I would describe this as clean smelling. Mm-hmm. What is this? That is, that's Oude Mortel okay. by Rado. By okay. Ooh, this one's really subtle to me. Interesting. This is very floral to me, but in a subtle way. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting a specific like room, but I'm just getting like flowers. And a little bit of like pepper. Yeah, I could see that. This is Orf. Orpheon. Orpheon. Okay. This is one that I'm obsessed with. I feel like it's like a very good gender neutral. If you just want to smell fresh. Yep. And like, I just think it's got this like powdery sort of like almost like gin to it. Oh, are you that's... smelling gin? And there's jasmine in there too. So that floral note that you yeah, got, definitely like a ginny. Yeah, it does smell like gin, right? Like, which there's like juniper, juniper like yes. juniper. I think that's kind of what I was getting like the pepperiness. Like the, it, it's like. See, the thing is, There's you do know these, because of all your experience in the restaurant industry with wine and alcohol, you actually do have a lot of the fragrance vocabulary and yeah. like knowledge. It's fun. This is super musky. Does it smell like anything else to you? You get this look in your eye where you like, I know that you like are waiting to see if I'll smell like one specific thing. This is like musky cabin to me in like a light, but like lighter than. What is it? Okay. Do you smell weed? You smell yep. cannabis? Yeah. There's notes of Italian cannabis in that. And that one is... Um, cabin. Like a cabin where you smoke weed. Cabin yeah. where you smoke <laughs> weed. That's exactly... So she was actually the first person I had on this on this podcast, the perfumer of this oh, fragrance. Oh, amazing. Um, and it, this one is called Laurel Canyon. And she has a whole Los Angeles collection in this one. And they're inspired by different places. And this is supposed to be like a 1960s or 70s house party where someone's like smoking weed in the other room. I the windows that. are open. 100%. And it's just kind of like you smell like the trees outside. It's like woody and yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything that you're coming up with is very much the aesthetic that a lot of these perfumers are trying to capture. Okay, I love that for them. They did such a good job. Yeah, I love that for you because you picked it up. Whoa, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is intense. <sighs> this is really intense to me. In a good way or a, like, what am I smelling? Okay, this is going to sound crazy. Nothing will sound crazy. To me, 
this feels like someone tried to do the Gramercy Park Hotel smell and fucked up. <laughs> and like, it's like everything's there, but like, it's like have it's like the same dish, but like there's like too much salt. Like it's like not done correctly, and right. like every, the like ratios are off. Right. I kind of want to give you one more. What was this? I'm fascinated this by this because is- I don't like this. Mm-hmm. This one is called 125th in Bloom. And it's by this niche perfumery called Wilhelm. Of course, I like say I don't like the, the niche small business one. I'm such an asshole. No, no, no. They're like <laughs> they're luxury. They're, okay, great. It's like, they're fine. they're they're gonna be fine. They're doing well. Okay, yeah, I don't like this. Okay, so interestingly enough, I want. What you to, is this though? Like, what is it supposed to be? There's rose notes in there. There's yeah. berry notes. It's kind of like a dark gothic. I think there's some liqueur notes. I think there's some berry notes. I could look it up on my. It's phone. like you don't have to. It's some just like, woody notes. Maybe patchouli. It feels like everything with this smell, it feels to me like every note is fighting to be the front note. Mm-hmm. How would you compare it to this? Okay, I have to like clear my sinuses. <laughs> I kind of find them to be similar, but they, I detect some differences. But to me, it's like, if you like this, This you isn't like as this. dark reading as mm-hmm. this to me. Yeah. Does this have patchouli in it? I believe so. I have to, I'm going to pull it up. It probably does. I like this significantly more than I like this. The one that you're smelling right yeah. now, I, I love too. It's one that grew on me. Like I first smelled it and it was like not my fave of the pack. And then once I wore it on the skin too, it's got notes of rum and plums. I was literally going to, so I was going to say to me, this is really boozy in yeah, a good way. It's, it's boozy. super boozy. So you want to know what this one is called? This, this one really is- smells like rum. Yes. Like, yeah, like pot still rum. Right. And so in fragrance, there's so many, a lot of perfumers use different alcohol notes. So you're picking yeah. up on all of this them. This is, I really like this. I do not like that. So the, the that one is called gold leather. And the main notes are rum, plum, leather, oud, cedar, eucalyptus, saffron. I definitely get the eucalyptus too. Mm-hmm. It's really, I think it's really nice. If I had read those notes i would have not picked up the bottle and smelled it right well that's the thing too, but i really like this this is in my top four maybe of what we've smelled amazing okay i'm gonna clear your sinuses with one that's just completely different and this will close us out okay great this is um so not fun. because it's not good or really good it's just i just think it's different so i feel like totally. it's like a good ending point oh and we have one more um rapid fire segment oh uh, love it okay this one i just think is totally different so i figured you should smell it whoa yeah that's so different. So different. Yeah. This is like fennelly, like licorice and You're so good. And like, yeah, yeah, this is really vegetal, but like tarragon, fennel, green. This reminds me of like a when you have you've ever gone to brunch and had like a green bloody mary that has like yes, serrano chili. 100%, and yes. like I would say a little bit of like it's a like gin. tomato leaf, right? Like it kind of smells like Toma- tomatillo. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like everything about this is like savory and bright and green. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Yes. Okay. So- I wouldn't wear it. Yeah. I wouldn't wear it, but I love it. So this one is called Tantrum. It's it's. I'm closing out. We started with Boy Smells, closing yeah. out with Boy Smells. Boy Smells really did it. Yeah, it's bergamot, mint leaf, peppercorn, galbanum, which kind of smells like peas, like sweet peas. Um, I totally get that. Forest. I totally get the peppercorn, yeah. Yes, there's mate in this. Tajeta? I don't know what that is. Sandalwood, vetiver, cedarwood, and ambrox, which is kind of like a musky note. Yeah, this is great. Okay, so now this you have- This is also darkening as it kind of sits. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They all evolve. So before we play What's That Smell, I just want to say we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We have like 20 testers on the table. Do you want to just like go through and like rank your top three? Okay. I remember really liking Violet Ends. I really like, that's the one I did not like. You did not like that one. This is really fun. Isn't it? No. (laughs) Yes. No. 
That's that rose load. Damn, yeah. that really sits into like just hardcore rose at the It end. gets really, I mean, it's literally rose load. Whoa. What's this one? Oh, that one is, um, that's Sweet Pony by Boy Smells. Okay. Interesting. This smells really different than when we smelled it earlier. It's mm-hmm. really changed. In a good or a bad way? Better. It's better. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So by default, the three that I put over to the side of I love them mm-hmm. are Violet Ends and then... Commodity Book, the dill one. Yeah. Okay. And then Tantrum. And Tantrum. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Hey, guys. Emma here. This is me in post. Just chiming in to say that Jake and I realized after we recorded the episode, because I had only written the first letter on these different blotter strips that we used, that the T that we thought was Tantrum was actually Tempo by Diptyque. So when you hear us talking about Tantrum right now, we are actually talking about Tempo. And not to toot my own horn, okay, completely to toot my own horn, but the two I predicted that he would like the most were Boy Smells Violet Ends and Diptyque Tempo. That's so Emma, it's the future I can see. So that's okay. where I landed. So you picked two Boy Smells fragrances, and then you picked Commodity Book, which was in the video that I did originally talking about the Edition Hotel, I said that I thought it smelled like Commodity Book. And then I actually had someone from Lalabo in the comments and he was like, I work at Lalabo. I can confirm it's Tay Noir 29. And then he said that. And in hindsight, I was like, oh my God, yes, 100%. I didn't see it. And now I can't unsee it. or unsee Totally, it. totally. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Wow. You picked a lot of um, both the book and the tantrum have those sort of vegetal qualities. So yeah. that's really interesting. But book has more woody notes than tantrum, I would say. The more I'm smelling tantrum, the more I'm like, damn, this is good. It's really good, right? And tantrum I- is also boy smells? Yes. And I'll give you both of those samples. You Stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's huge for me. So, yeah, I think the the two winners, I think, are, I think these are definitely the three winners. So, okay. Violet Ends, Tantrum, and Commodity Book. Okay. Well, everyone listening, we, I just forgot we had an audience even. I know. So, there, we've gone through, like, 30 fragrances, all from, like, amazing perfume houses, and those were our top three. Yes. So, Jake, the final segment of this okay. show is called What's That Smell? Mm. What's That Smell? I'm going to rapid fire. We're going to do, I'm going to name a person, place, or thing. And you just tell me what that smells like to okay, you. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes for this. Okay. Park Slope. Oh, nylon. The, the stuff trollers are made out of. Okay. Bushwick. Gasoline. Williamsburg. Um, That Axe Cologne one. <laughs> Prospect Park. Um, Like fresh cut grass. Upper East Side. Um, Like smoke. The West Village. Cigarette smoke. Hell's Kitchen. Vodka. <laughs> okay um your childhood that um the the listerine bathroom smell okay your closest friend what does david smell like david. Uh, he just smells like i can like picture what david smells like but i don't know i can't like describe it okay your worst enemy oh i don't really have enemies um ladies and gentlemen you heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> i don't really have enemies but i guess I mean, I'm allergic to shrimp, so maybe the smell of shrimp. <laughs> That's an enemy, yeah. yeah. We don't like that allergy. No. What is the smell of sadness? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say the smell of sadness is, unfortunately, it is like the smell of a hospital. 100%. Yeah. What is the smell of your purest joy? Like candles and like a dinner party. Like the smell of like candles and people and like kind of a lot of scents and everything kind of coming together into that like specific like dinner party smell like a little tomato sauce in the background exactly maybe a scented candle yeah okay what is the smell of your boyfriend i mean i guess aside from his cologne he has like a very selenic smell like he gets like he has like a very like um like salty salty and what a great word i was like selenic yeah it's like very high toned like kind of like bright and light Mm -hmm. beachy air okay 
Yeah. What is the smell of your apartment? Our apartment is a little bit of a darker smell because it's like our apartment, my apartment has a lot of really dark wood in it. Mm-hmm. Also, our neighbors upstairs have an actual wood burning stove. So it gets oh. like really woody. Okay. Yeah. That sounds nice though. It is. It's super nice. Okay. And then the smell of New York in general? I mean, New York smells bad, <laughs> but I love it. But um, I would say New York smells like it's a mixture of like sweat and gasoline <laughs> but in a pretty brutal way. Okay. And LA? I've only been to LA once. And it didn't, I don't really remember, it smelled like a strip mall. Like, do you know when you like get out of, I don't know, it reminds me of like getting out of a car in a strip mall because there's a mm. lot of strip malls there. Okay. The final what's that smell is, what is the smell of future Jake? One of these, I might buy one of these boy smells. I really think I might once I get through the sample. I see that for you. Yeah. I really okay. like them. Wow. Boy smells, sponsor this podcast. Boy smells, send me some stuff. Yeah. Send Jake stuff. Oh I mean, they God. just heard me say I'm willing to buy it. So maybe they won't, but honestly, boy smells. Hit me up. You should hit him up. Okay. Jake, thank you so much thank for doing you for this podcast. Me. What a blast. This has been my first IRL guest. I know. This was so fun. My first IRL interview in so long. I know. When we first started, to be honest, I was like, this feels like an. I don't remember how to like I face know. a person, I know. but we made it. We, we made it through. It. You found some new signature scents. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Jake, where can people find you? I. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Jake W. Cornell. Great. And follow this podcast on Instagram at Perfume Room Pod. I'm Emma Vern on Instagram and Emma underscore Vern on TikTok. Thank you, guys. Goodbye.